Welcome to another edition of Contractors Corner, a Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers. Make sure you look for our featured solar contractors every month online. In this episode, we are speaking with Jim Rice, CEO of Nautilus Solar Energy, headquartered in Summit, New Jersey. So thanks, Jim, for joining us today. Thanks, Kelly. It's great great to be doing this today. All right, so tell me a little bit about your company's background. I know you recently celebrated a milestone anniversary. Yes, yes, Kelly. Thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, we've been, we are now at our 10-year anniversary. Um, it's always interesting as far as the 10-year anniversary. I feel like in solar world, we always kid around that that's forever um, <laughs> as, far as, uh, as far as the industry goes. But uh, we're really, really excited. Uh, our 10-year anniversary it means a lot to us as far as um, being involved with this incredible industry for that amount of time. Um, our uh, company, Nautilus Solar, um, we are really uh, founded uh, based on the back, uh, background and backbone of a, of a large, large power uh, uh, experience of our founders. As well as many of our many of our our, uh, our employees, and what I really mean by that is uh, Laura Stern, uh, my co-founder, and I uh, really both come from a, a a background where we did other power classes, uh, wind, um, natural gas, coal, nuclear, and so we really brought that kind of mentality to Nautilus Solar. Um, our basic uh, industry and business strategy is that um, we are a full-service provider, and what that means for Nautilus Solar is that we develop, construct, own, and operate uh, projects. And so uh, the average project sizes for us are kind of 1 to 10 megawatts. Um, It's always interesting to talk about size. What we do as far as our customers, uh, kind of the bottom line for us is, uh, unlike maybe just an installer contractor or uh, just a pure EPC company, uh, we, really, we really see our customers as kind of the end, uh, the end customers who are uh, where where we are selling our project to, our our power to, and so uh, our co- our key goal is to uh, save them and save them uh, money. Normally, that means by saving them money on the um, uh, on their power bill. So we're selling them power less than they would pay for their utility. But it also means uh, um, potentially, if we're just selling power into the grid, that uh, we're leasing a roof, or leasing land, and we're providing our host customer value by um, that lease revenue. Um, our ownership structure—I uh, think it's important in this industry today to kind of talk about that a little bit. Uh, we are management-owned, um, so uh, uh, the, my, our, myself and some of my uh, my, my uh, the co-founder and others are uh, the owners of the company. Uh, we also are uh, have investment by. A company um, Virgo Investment Group, and Virgo is a classic uh, private equity company, and uh, they really do a key thing for us. They provide uh, they they have ownership at the Nautilus Solar level, but then they also provide a core cap a core amount of capital. So in the market, I think maybe different than some EPCs and other installers, we actually own the projects, and so we're principal um, and as far as uh, uh, owning the projects at host customer sites and going from there. So um, uh, you know that's that's kind of the basics of the background. Okay. What's your geographical range, and, and what kind of customers are you catering to? Yeah, uh, geographical range is really interesting. Uh, if you look at the core of the company, we started in New Jersey, um, and so I think we've been known as a uh, New Jersey-centric and then East-centric uh, company. Uh, it's really been interesting over the years, though. We have now done projects uh, in many target markets. Um, uh, North Carolina, uh, sorry, um, California, uh, Canada, New Jersey, other co- other areas of the Northeast. We're building projects right now, 
in uh, Massachusetts. Uh, we've done Florida. So what really defines our geographical range is our definite as we look at and target uh, individual markets where it is attractive uh, to build and own solar. Uh, that range has definitely expanded uh, recently, uh, and really that is uh, partially to just really w w as far as broadly what's happening within the in industry. Costs continue to come down, and so solar is competitive in more markets, and then so we have the ability with our partners to uh, go into those additional markets. And so the, the example of that for, is for us right now would be Massachusetts, where uh, we're doing our first project in Massachusetts, but we're going to be announcing other projects with uh, broader geographic uh, range as well. Uh, the type of projects we um, generally involved on are distribution level, uh, 1 to 10 megawatts. Uh, when I give that range of size, it can be a portfolio of projects. Uh, and then we'll also do um, the obviously when you look at that, that range of one to ten megawatts, grid connected um, with feed-in tariff or or power purchase agreements with um, with uh, the utilities is uh, something that that we do uh, as well. And so um, the examples of that for us were some of our early projects in Florida, uh, some of the projects on Long Island. Um, so generally, though, those customers would be defined as commercial, industrial, and municipal. You know, type entities as far as um, the, the kinds of projects, and if you you kind of look at our, you know, our references and everything, that's what you'll see the most done. Okay, great. You already mentioned kind of how you're involved with development and installation and ownership. So, what aspects of a solar project do you take part in? Um, do you have an installation team? Yeah, it's a really good question as far as our our business model, and it's really important as far as how we deal with. Um, um, you know, with our, our partners, uh, we um, we will uh, really co-develop and then co-construct uh, with uh, with our partners. And so we do not. Um, if you look at really, fo if you focus first on construction, for example, it's probably the best example. Uh, we do not have our own installation teams. We always contract. Um, with other installers uh, to do that, so we don't have the actual arms and legs, you know, uh, labor force, et cetera. Um, and that's really important for us, um, and it's important as far as our partners. We don't try to compete with them, in other words, as we are um, good doing projects and looking forward to owning them. And so um, we don't kind of shift around and, and try to get into their uh, construction business right now. Uh, and that works both ways. Uh, we have also had lots of projects that come from those installers where um, they need a third-party owner uh, for a project, a municipal project or, you know, a school district, uh, and so that we will step in with them and get the project done. They'll take on all the, the construction and installation, and then we make sure as far as the long-term ownership uh, of the project. And so we definitely uh, subcontract um, with with uh, those installers and contractors, and there's some, some of our key relationships. Um, I think the other part of it then is on the development side and um, and then the uh, origination, and uh, we do both both our own. So we have team teams that do it in in regional markets, um, but as important, if not more important, right now are really um, our our partners that are also then involved with origination, and so that could be uh, early stage developers. And so uh, they they can be a partner, and then uh, with us, where we take the project and fi effectively get it done. You know, they do the early stage items, but then we finish it. Um, uh, or it can be a lot of overlap with roofers, 
uh, engineering service companies, et cetera, who are um, are very very strong in regional in their markets, and so and they're looking for someone to help them get a solar project finished. And so we get very very involved um, with them as well, and we've we've had some great relationships that. Uh, that upfront side as well. Um, our goal around all that is, with our partners, always is to be able to to be one of the best, um, uh, you know, one of the, one of the best bit partners in the business to deal with. And it's been a little bit of an unstable at times, obviously within solar. And so um, we want to have, and we think we have the reputation as far as being a good partner and being able to get the projects done. So uh, we built those relationships over. You know the ten years that we have now, and really some of the relationships go way before that because of folks that were involved in other parts of the power business that are now involved in solar, just like us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think your your ten year your longevity it definitely helps out with those relationships too. Yeah, it, it uh, generally they know. Hey, um, Nautilus's principals have been in the in the power business for you know thirty plus years. And then as far as Nautilus Solar and the solar business, the 10 years. And so um, um, we value that. We hope our partners do, too. Mm-hmm. I saw you're also involved with asset management. So how is that set up? Yeah, asset management for us has really been, uh, it's been very exciting. Um, we formally set it up um, a little bit over a year ago, I think kind of spring of last year. But we really have been in the asset management business from, from day one. Um, as an owner of projects as well, then we are set up as far as being able to uh, do both aspects of asset management, um, and wh- what I mean by both aspects, I mean both the technical side and uh, dealing with the systems on an operational basis, but then it's also important to recognize kind of the financial side as well, the reporting that goes with them, uh, with the projects, managing of payables, invoices, all those kinds of things. Um, we really look at um, uh, one of our core strengths is the ability to provide that integrated uh, asset management. So it is set up, uh, you know, in our company as an independent that is then doing uh, both our own assets and then also third-party asset management um, for others. Uh, we really set it up. Uh, our thought process was was, was pretty straightforward. Uh, it was that we noticed over our 10 years that many times solar assets, once they're up and running, are um, undermanaged. And we, ca- we have that capability to come in and manage them. And so the core customers that need that asset management, financial owners, for example, um, we are well set up to come in and provide them a stable platform as far as uh, the asset management. Um, one last thing I wanted to, uh, that's important, it kind of make, I think it does fit in with some of the other conversation around the partners. Um, right now we contract out all of our O&M, and so uh, the actual arms and legs on the, on the uh, projects, um, we work with as, uh, O&M partners very, very closely. And uh, the perfect world for us is where we have O&M partners that we're working with on multiple projects uh, so that uh, it makes it as smooth as, as we can as far as uh, ma- managing those, uh, managing the solar assets. Mm-hmm. You also have a partner program. Um, what's all involved with that? Yeah, the partner program is really set up to make it as smooth and efficient as possible with our um, with the partners that, that we were just uh, mm-hmm. talking about. And so um, the partner program is really meant to uh, have a repeatable process that our partners can look to uh, and understand. In a regional market, um, we're, we're dealing with the same partner over and over again. And so um, when we get into a partner conversation, uh, one of the things that we do is kind of review the way that we do that with them as far as our program. And we have a set, set of contracts that we like to use. Uh, 
uh, it could be origination contracts as far as, you know, the way that we're going to relate on that. It can also be other points of it, like uh, just the pure EPC agreement, kind of how we do that. And so we have a, uh, a pretty transparent set of contracts um, and that we like to help from a legal perspective define our relationship. The core to the partner program is our, our ability then just to deliver our services as efficiently as we can to our partners. And I'll point that out as a uh, again as kind of a, an advantage in the marketplace. We feel as well as um, as different players have come and gone that try to do what we do. Uh, I know many partners are frustrated. Many customers get frustrated with that. And so um, we want the partner program to be the core of kind of the way that we um, we we relate to uh, uh, the partners that we're working with. Mm-hmm. I mean, it sounds you guys have a, a very successful business and really great relationships, but kind of switching gears, what are some of the struggles that you're finding with the current solar market? Yeah, um, it's really, it, it's it's been exciting. I mean, I think the, the solar market has been a, is a growing market, uh, obviously, um, and when there's a growth like we have seen in the market um, and, and all the different market segments, and you know, it's always going to lead to uh, challenges. Uh, you know, solar is a disruptive technology, and so that that creating those disruptions in the marketplace then you know really does lead to. to I think with a, a, a preface it saying, look, the struggles then lead to opportunities um, in the marketplace. But if I had to point to a couple, uh, kind of what the core ones are, uh, I would say number one uh, is really uh, regulatory. In the marketplaces, uh, the marketplaces are fragmented, and you know, we're dealing in multiple markets. And each market has its own regulatory structure. Um, the regulatory uh, structure is extremely important because it defines our relationships with the incumbent utilities. It defines what incentives there are in each market. And uh, so what you end up with is trying to uh, understand what each local market, what all the issues and everything there are with it. And then on top of it, they change. And so you end up with... Um, you know, uh, a, a situation in industry where you're, uh, you always feel like you're either sprinting or you're kind of walking and just, or, or slow, being slowed down tremendously because the program will be in place and then you'll be sprinting to meet the requirements of the program. Something will change, the program will go away and then you have to stop. And so trying to business plan around that is, uh, is, is challenging. The industry's gotten much better at it. Uh, and I think it will, as industry continues to grow, uh, will continue to get. Uh, it'll continue to improve. And so you can point to different places on the regulatory side where you have seen some improvement. But um, but I don't think any of us are fooling ourselves that there the those challenges will continue. Uh, the second part, really, I think, is uh, uh, really interesting for solar uh, around um, finding efficient capital. And being able to pull it to deploy it efficiently. Um, what I mean by that is, it's a, you know, solar is a a relatively new asset class, and figuring out the funding structures uh, for uh, the solar as an asset class has been a a challenge to strength uh, for for Nautilus Solar. And so that really continues now, where uh, what you're trying to do is bring the lowest cost of capital as efficiently as you can to the projects, and uh, that means that you're talking to multiple funders. And you're trying to get your processes built so that um, you know you can do that, and uh, and it's a challenge for the industry. You know, the people talk about it in terms of quote unquote tax equity, for example, and uh, and that'll continue. And I think you know we have to continue to work hard at, 
at, at solving that. So I would point to those two areas mm-hmm. um, as far as, uh, you know, what, what we need to deal with in this current solar market. Yeah, so, so what is Nautilus, Nautilus's plan for the next few years? Um, it's exciting times for us, exciting times for the industry. I think um, our plan is, has really been set uh, uh, as we as Virgo came in and as, a, as a, an investor in the company. Uh, what we really did is try to set a base that uh, we could address this the growing solar market, this distributed market that we're we're dealing with. And so, uh, you know, we have aggressive uh, growth targets that really fit in within the growing industry, uh, and then. I think our ability to, to really uh, capture more market share um, within the distributed solar space uh, in a couple ways. Uh, one is to become more efficient. We're constantly analyzing our processes, um, and so that uh, we can we can be efficient in uh, in the you know the delivery of a solar system, be on time, be on budget around it. Uh, that makes us a better partner for folks, and that makes us a, a better serve our customers better. Um, and I think so that there's a lot of things in you know you can read in our press releases as far as the adding of people, um, the adding of process control around that. But the core of the plan really is, you know, growth targets about doing uh, more megawatts in more markets and taking the model that we have and uh, just keep applying it uh, in uh, in additional in, in additional uh, markets. And so our our next few years are really driven around the base. Of what we have um, have put in place now uh, with Virgo, I think of uh, the next few years. The challenges in the next few years um, uh, are really around a uh, changing uh, tax regulatory market uh, that we're going to have to, uh, you know, going to have to deal with. But I think we're well suited to be able to do it. So we're, we're very, very, you know, excited about it as far as um, as what we see in the next few years. We're not fooling ourselves. There's going to be challenges. Uh, but uh, but the plan really is around those um, around those growth targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've kind of kind of already mentioned what you see for the future, but but with your ten years experience, kind of how do you see the solar industry going forward as a whole? Yeah, I think um, I think that if you look at, at uh, Laura and my original business plan when we co-founded the business back in. Uh, you know, back uh, ten, year, 10 years ago, I think uh, one of the things that we, we foresaw was, uh, you know, reducing cost curve, um, more dollars coming into the markets uh, so that we could see a, you know, a real growth in the market based on the economics. Uh, we always called it, you know, be green, but also earn green. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, really the first 10 years that we've been involved in what we have seen in the last decade have really been the setup for that. When we look into the future, um, you know, one of the things that, uh, we see the most uh, is uh, that this is incredible uh, activity right now where corporate sustainability goals and core customers' sustainability goals are staying in place, that we're continuing to reduce power. I mean, reduce the cost of the power for our customers. And so the value proposition, you know, being green by making green, that also applies for our customers. And so we see that cost curve continuing to, um, you know, to, to continue on the same path that it is doing now. And then that's making solar more competitive as an alternative in the energy markets, you know, alternative to natural gas and and coal and nuclear and uh, and other power supply alternatives that uh, their customers have. So um, we see uh, the continued growth, you know, in the industry, and I think we're really really excited about it. I think the challenges uh, as a whole, 
you know, a lot of it ends up being on some of the regulatory side, you know, the tax incentives that are in place and what can happen with them. Um, but um, it's a, it's a, uh, and other regulatory pieces, but I think we're well set up as far as being able to deal with them. I think the last thing as far as the industry as a whole, it's really, really exciting. I think um, there's challenges, but then there's also opportunities. Uh, we've seen incredible job creation within our industry. I think we, we always need to talk about it. Uh, multiple hundreds of thousands, I think, now. I haven't seen the latest numbers out of SIA and others. But, um, you know, the jobs that we've created, the economic activities that we've created in the industry, I think we need to be very, very proud of and point to. And I think that we see that uh, continuing. Uh, and the jobs that we can create, construction jobs, it's going to be incredible as far as the job creation. And I think um, on the, I mean, I got to point it out today, uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here, uh, you know, uh, on the eve of uh, Veterans Day. And I look at kind of the job creation as far as the opportunities um, for our vets. I'm a vet, and so it matters to me. And, you know, and working class and all the things that are happening over the last couple of days as far as the election, et cetera, that uh, I think, yeah, I think it, we, we need to point out that, um, you know, this is an industry that includes all of them as well. And so when I think about the next, the next decade, I really go, man, this is, this, is, this is the exciting part as far as um, what we can do on that front as well. So, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's going to be as exciting as the last decade, <laughs> I think, uh, from all the solar perspective and from my perspective. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, thanks so much for talking with me today, Jim. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much for the time. We very, very much appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. This has been another edition of Contractors Corner, a Solar Power World podcast series in which our editors talk with solar contractors and installers. I'm Kelly Pickerel, Associate Editor of Solar Power World. Thanks for listening, and please tune in next time. Music